Hello, everyone. I'm Count Tesser of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how you doing? Oh, boy. Uh, another uneventful show that continues to uh, negate the interest of their fans. So uh, that about sums up how I'm doing. How are you? Uh, about the same. We're going we're gonna to try to be positive, folks. We're going to try, but my are gosh. We? I'm going to try. All right, <laughs> I'm going to try. I will make it clear there are things about the show that I, to say I disliked, that would be an, an understatement, but my gosh. Uh, this this coexistence stuff, I guess we'll just get get right out there and talk about that. I am so tired of the question, can they coexist? It's not funny. It's not cute when they're tweeting about it with their official Twitter accounts or when the commentators keep saying it. They're clearly aware of it. They're clearly aware that the fans are annoyed and, like myself, beyond tired of it. Um, it's It's not good. It's not interesting. It's not a good way to build a title program. It's it's pointless. It's not new. Um, what could have been a pretty darn uh, compelling, and what still in some ways is a, an interesting title match for next week with Tom, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker, this is this ain't it. Like <laughs> nobody cares if they coexist. They don't need to coexist. They don't even establish why they need to coexist. I'm getting tired of saying the word. Can they coexist? Um, that this was the main event tonight, Champa and Breaker versus the Girls of Young Veterans. Lo and behold, folks, stop the presses. They could coexist. I was telling John before we were on the air, uh, with a schedule changed, I covered NXT a little more directly myself tonight, so I got, got to decide, all right, what, what am I going to write up? What's, what's worth covering here? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not writing this up. I'm not going to tweet about it. I have nothing to say other than the fact that it is time to stop. John, it is time to stop with the with the coexistence stuff like it needs to just go away for a long time yeah it um it i think they're doing it now just out of spite i think they're yes. doing it because they know fans are just talking about it and complaining so they're just you know they're being those kind of guys that are just like hey let's keep doing it because they're going to keep talking about it uh i had a hard time staying in interested in this throughout i had a hard time caring about this and I, I hate to feel that way and then you think about the possibilities that uh the match next week could have and it, the build could have been a lot better and now i get when you have a completely brand new superstar it's hard to make it too much uh, of, a, of an interesting aspect but i don't know i mean that's exactly it like in a way, and I, I see you're saying he's this new guy. They kind of want to build him up, and maybe you know they they kind of lean on some of these old tendencies to do that. All right, that's forgivable. Like you can't like you know whatever write write them off for that. But you know at the same time, lean into that. This is a new guy. He's untested. The commentary team mentioned it at the end of the show, and I like, oh, this is untested water for him. And you know, sitting here Tuesday night quarterbacking, they could have had him face another you know, NXT old-timer to kind of, like, have him test those waters. We saw Johnny Gar Gargano return tonight. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, that would be maybe maybe one option. And at this point, with 2.0, being about the young guys, that's that's less, um, you know, it's it's not as easy maybe as it once was where you had a bunch of those kind of the old guard, whereas now it's every, pretty much everybody's new, and the, the, the balance is definitely swayed. Um, that they could on something and uh, we've talked about it before the reports that you know nxt might be having a more main roster uh influence that's been prevalent this is uh definitely not if not the first time but like it really became clear tonight like wow like this is main roster light i guess and uh parts of it worked tonight they had some again some of these more character focused things some, some of that's working some of it maybe not so much but the coexistence it's just Oh my! Oh, something else. DJ is saying, "What's what is it this week with WWE? Both shows having teams not be able to coexist." Johnny and I, literally last night, less than twenty—I guess just about twenty-four hours ago—we're talking about Biggie and Drew McIntyre coexisting. Very similar thing. They have a title match. They're coexisting. Okay. Uh, and now DJ is saying, "For all we know, we're going to see it again on on Friday." 
I don't know what, what I would do if they did this yet again on the, the uh, on Friday of, of this the same week. They're going to do it again. We know this, but to do it again on Friday of the same week to have it on all three shows would be beyond the pale. And that's just saying it's on every show. She's sick of it. Brad Nettle pointing out, uh, you know, the ratings continue to decline. And, you know, they kind of wonder, like, oh, like, what's behind that? I think well, it's yeah. funny because how the main demographic keeps going down, but the the older demo goes up. And I've seen the joke uh, circulating where uh, people have discovered that they can put their old folks to sleep if they turn on NXT <laughs> or, or Raw. And, of course, that's funny because I'm not going to lie. Uh, it did take a lot of energy out tonight of me because it was just like uh, – <laughs> Have you ever like watched something like I'm trying to give a good example? Like you're you're with your you're at your parents' house or something, they're watching this show that they want you to watch with them, but you're not interested, you don't care, and you're just watching it and it kind of puts you to sleep. Like tonight just kind of like you're watching the show and you're like, Oh, this is so bad, but I'm gonna watch it anyway, but it's gonna make me feel like crap after like not physically, but just like right. from an aspect of this is very boring and dumb. <laughs> my my mom uh, loves British crime TV shows. Puts me to sleep every time. I and this this was like that. The coffee was pumping tonight. I'm like I. It's tonight draining. was yeah. Tonight was one of those nights where, uh, of course, uh, we'll we'll get into this too as we're talking about the rings and everything. Tonight is tonight was also opening night for NBA this year, so uh, that will probably have an effect on things. But what I'm getting at here is. Uh, more than usual tonight, I caught myself flipping to other channels to check in on whether it be hockey or basketball or something, and then forgetting to go back to NXT, <laughs> or, or did I forget? Uh, it, it's just one of those things. Uh, Sean Smith teasing, you know, Bre Breaker Mania is running wild, uh, implying that Braun Breaker uh, will be champion next week. Uh, yeah, this coexisting did not do any favors for this uh, likely main event next week. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I think next week has the potential to be very interesting because we've already seen the landscape of NXT change and it could change even more. Uh, one example of that we might as well talk about is we did have the magic wheel spun tonight and we're getting a, uh, basically we're getting a ladder match next week for the women's tag team championships. Uh, break this one down and give us your prediction. So we had a triple threat match where the three teams in that triple threat match were represented. It wound up being, they didn't even announce it ahead of time, but we knew it would be some permutation. And it wound up being uh, Io Shirai, JC Jane, and uh, Persia Parada. Um, good match midway through. I missed exactly how it happened. I think uh, JC dove to the outside or, or something. Wound up getting hurt. I helped to the back. Uh, Io Shirai wins. Probably a good call. Former XC Women's Champion. Spins the wheel. And the uh, in honor of Halloween Havoc, spooky season, everything. It will be a scareway to hell ladder match. I think they did something like this, um, may, maybe last year, if not 2019. They, they've done these kind of themed matches before. It's fun. It, I like it. You know, it, makes, it makes it all seasonal. And that's just like, not even the wheel excited her. I mean, this was at least some for me, kind of a, a redeeming quality of tonight. It's like, it's something, you know, it adds a little. A little flavor to the matches here, a little, a little, uh, it's just something a little different. You know, we're talking about, you know, them doing things that you see on Raw. This is at least a little different. So, again, the bar is very low these days. So, at least there's that. Um, I'm sure there'll be some gags or scares or who even knows what. It, it's Halloween Havoc. It's going to be goofy and fun, but it'll be a good match on top of that as well. Um, and for the result, again, We've talked about, I think, last week, week before, you know, some feeling that maybe we'll see Toxic Attraction leave all the belts or at least leave with, uh, we know they'll be, they'll be in this match, and then Mandy Rose challenging Raquel for the, the singles title. I feel like uh, the Toxic Attraction will leave with gold in some sense. Um, not quite sure exactly what. We'll talk about that. But uh, getting some support for Indy Hartwell here, Indy and Persia teaming up in this tag team match uh, next week. Um, I mean, I could see it. I, I like it. Um, you know, I I've, I've I've made a no secret. I'm a big fan of Index and everything, so uh, this will be kind of a nice way to return to a bit of the wrestling side of things. And again, we'll talk about Johnny Gargano's uh, side of that as well. Um, 
but yeah, I guess coming out of this with EO getting the win here, does that change your thought on the, the title match next week? Or, you know, what are you kind of thinking heading into Halloween Havoc there? No, I don't really have a, a good prediction on who I think is going to win, but I do think the titles will change hands. Uh, I think that EO and Zoe have had their little short run, possibly hold over champions until they could uh, identify more stable and permanent tag teams. Uh, Indian Persia seems like a good mix. Uh, of course, we have Toxic Attraction that has surfaced as a viable tag team as well. So I do think the titles will change hands. I'm not sure uh, exactly who the favorite would be going into it. I, I want to say the favorite might be uh, Io and Zoe, but I don't think they're going to win. Uh, that's one of those matches where the champs are the favorite, but everybody kind of knows that they're not going to win. Uh, we saw this uh, a, a couple months ago when Sheamus and Damian Priest were feuding, and Sheamus was the favorite to win, but everybody knew Damian Priest was going to win, and then he did, of course. Uh, so that there, there are definitely mysterious components to the show next week that have yet to be unveiled, which is why I'm so interested in shows like Crown Jewel, because as I mentioned earlier today as well, uh, out of the nine matches, five are non-title matches that are very unpredictable. I think they could easily go either way. And that is usually what uh, makes for the best show. So next week for Halloween Havoc, there uh, literally every match, mostly every match, could be uh, considered as a toss-up between either side. Yeah, and, and I think that's, again, what we're talking about redeeming qualities here, trying to be positive. I think that is definitely one thing to be um, excited about next week, you know, I would, I would agree, punch every match on the card feels like it could go either way. Champa and Breaker, MSK, Imperium got uh, added to the card tonight. The women's title match, another toss-up. The women's tag title match feels like it, go, it could go any way. Um, I think those are, the, those are the biggies. But yeah, all of them have definitely maybe differing degrees of uncertainty there. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think I still kind of maintain it's probably too soon for Braun Breaker, but with uh, you know this continual emphasis on you know the new talent and the, the new the new school, as Kamal Hayes said tonight, you know would not it would not be all surprising to see Braun Breaker win next week. Uh, well, again, even though I do think it might be a little soon, but I like this comment from Stephen Chambers saying, uh, "Watch, you'll see the wheel next week land on Chucky's choice, either for the NXT title match or the tag was that match." One of the, was that one of the things on the wheel? I didn't see that. I didn't see the exact things on the wheel. I think I saw a casting match, but I would 100% believe it if this is the case. Um, and for all we know, maybe if, if even if it wasn't on the wheel tonight, they might have different wheels or whatever. Uh, we do know, as I mentioned the last night on the Raw show, Chucky will be in attendance. Um, Halloween Havoc, as he should be, makes all sense in the world. The, the USA Network crossover there. I'm um, not quite sure exactly what capacity. I'm not. I'm trying to like keep keep my hopes down because like I think it could be really cool, but it probably won't be all that much. I'm not just saying she's excited to see Chucky on the show regardless. Saying that he has to do something. Again, I, I hope he does something. I mean, we saw him literally on the show back way back in the day in WCW. I don't know if, if they'll do that, but uh, not just she's actually watching Chucky right now. Uh, I reviewed Chucky for our, our sister slate coming soon, so I've, I've actually seen uh, both the first two episodes so far. I'm actually liking it's pretty fun, so you know, nice to see you again on, on your spooky season here. So I hope you enjoy that, Nesha. And if, if anybody here is a horror movie fan, definitely uh, recommend that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, that's. Aside from the wrestling, that's just one thing to look forward to next week. Even if it's just like a, a small cameo there. Um, DJ pointed out that we did have two wheels last year. Two spin the wheels. One was a trick wheel. One was a treat wheel. So maybe they'll bring that, that idea back. And that's pretty interesting there. Um, in, in terms of some, some other non-match things, Johnny mentioned some uncertainty. We do know that we have some mysterious Grim Reaper-like character that will be coming back, uh, re returning in some capacity next week. The, the, it's this character that's burying the past. We don't know who it will be. Um, and we're, we've Johnny and I have been trying to figure out who who is on, uh, this person in a hood. We had a little bit of a longer vignette this week. They're bearing like some things. I I didn't quite catch everything. There was like a chair, um, a couple other things. They're talking about bearing the past, coming back stronger, and everything. Uh, the, and with another look at the the body, you know, it was definitely a, a female body. So I feel like I feel safe in saying it's a female superstar. Um, uh, DJ say, pitching that it could be Asuka. I think that's an interesting shout. Um, I mean, she hasn't been doing anything on the main roster. She's been hurt for a while, so I'm not quite sure about that. But well, remember, 
uh, how uh, last week I uh, teased, or didn't tease, but I predicted that it could be possibly Elias or right. Ember Moon. Right. Now I'm remembering that last year at Halloween Havoc, Ember Moon was the quote-unquote mystery return. So That's I right. don't think it would be her again this I year. I hope not, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I'm inclined to think Elias, or it could be somebody that somebody would uh, least expect. But I have trouble thinking of, you know... I saw Stephen Chambers say maybe it could be Velveteen Dream. I really doubt it's going to be Velveteen now. Dream. They're not I'm bringing sorry. him back. No um, way. No way. Uh, but just to think about some possibilities, Elias is definitely an obvious choice that pops to mind. But then it could be somebody, I don't want to say stupid, but it could be somebody that's like not really that big of a deal. Like uh, I don't have a good example right now, but it could be somebody that just is like, really, like this is who they're going to pick. So I'm not getting my hopes up too much. I'm not saying Elias will be a letdown because the character change for him is obviously much needed. Yeah. But um, I saw some people saying I could be Ryback. I was like, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not Ryback. It's no, not. No, no. It's not Bray Wyatt. It's not Braun Strowman. It's not Bo Dallas. It's it's none of that. It's no. It's probably some. It's somebody that like isn't really a a, a big big name. I would assume no. like they're not going to show up and Braun Strowman's going to come out. Like that's just not what's going to happen. It's someone. I, w- I would firmly believe it's someone that's been in NXT that's been away for a while. Um, and a while is very subjective. Ember Moon was on a couple weeks ago. Uh, Dakota Kai, we haven't seen her in what, probably since uh, TakeOver, I think, in August, if I, right. if I remember correctly. So I, I feel like for me, that's my most likely bet at this point. That's realistic. She did not get drafted. Um, so we, we don't see anything happening there. Uh, so as far as I know, yeah, and I, again, well, I'm seeing Johnny mentioned like uh, Elias. These guys like the promo. The promo tonight, the person actually spoke, even though it was a distorted voice. It sounded feminine, and again, yeah, not I hate saying anything that sounds creepy. It looked like a feminine body, so I feel like it's Dakota Kai or probably Ember Moon. But uh, that's that's really what I'm leaning towards. And then, kind of, I mean, at the time, I I didn't really think it, but you know, when we when we had the the battery recharge vignette, everyone was saying Tegan Knox, and it was her. So there you go. I feel like this is the same thing. If it's not to go to Kai, uh, given and based on these hints that we're getting, I don't really know who it would be with Asuka being like maybe like a, a very, very dark horse. Like could be, but I don't really see it. But um, we get more comments than people think it's a guy. I don't think it's a guy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm also, my eyes are deceiving me. Like, it looks, does not look like a guy. Like, you know, a Mia Yim is a good shot. There's Nesker saying Mia Yim. I like that idea, but she got drafted. So unless they are they're already going back on these draft moves, which very well could be a thing. Um, don't necessarily see that either, but at the same time, it maybe should be better off staying in NXT for uh, for all we know. But uh, again, the, the uncertainty there is something to look forward to where it's like, I feel like it's Dakota, but we don't know. Anything can happen. Um Brad Nettles saying it's, it's Lacey Evans. She just gave birth. She's not going to be back for a while. Um, but <laughs> it would be funny, on, though. You know, on paper, could be could be a good pick. But um, and again, I hope I hope it's not Ember Moon. No, no, not Ember Moon. She she got the surprise spot last year. Like that'd be, you know, I prediction like, at this point if it's her again. <laughs> yeah, make it a whole. I mean, John, I think you mentioned last week. Like she's got the the werewolf like character. So, she's like, the Halloween person. Her and exactly. Shotzi were the two Halloween. I mean, they were a team. So man. I miss I miss having Shotzi on that. So we had um, a match tonight to determine the host of Halloween Havoc, and it wound up being uh, Grayson Waller and LA Knight. Not two guys who come to mind for spooky season or, or you know these uh, eccentric characters. LA Knight kind of makes sense. He tweet he was like he had a video on Twitter where he's like, "Oh, nobody throws a Halloween party like I do." So does that make some sense? And he wound up winning. So I guess that was the right call of the two. Um, but to me, it's just funny that uh, we. To me, it should be Chucky. If like really, just have him pop up throughout the show on some like vignettes or something. If you're if you're gonna do that, um, but it's Ellen Knight. It's fine. I like Ellen Knight. I, I think it's great. But again, it's not like a Halloween kind of thing, you know. Maybe I, so. Here, uh, here we go. And I know this is this is out of left field, but we got Chucky on here, and Chucky has been seeing uh, Lily on the video packages saying, "Who's this?" Could Alexa Bliss be the mystery one that's coming out to return to NXT? And then I get she was drafted also, I believe, right? So uh, probably yeah. not, but so, um, uh, I feel like Lily would be in some capacity at this show because they were teasing that with Chucky on the past couple of video packages. But 
I, I, maybe that's just because they're both dolls, and that's what made sense. But in honor of Halloween Havoc, maybe they'll have Lily as like a animated doll on her own, just just for kicks and giggles, and for to make it you know spooky and whatnot. Uh, Nesha, I was just gonna say, and she's pointing out, yes, Alexa did have surgery, or she was scheduled to have surgery on her sinus, reportedly. That was just after Extreme Rules that that news broke. So. Uh, and it wasn't known how long she'd be out. Some differing reports there. But, and again, I, on paper, that would be cool. But NXT 2.0, I feel like the days of seeing main roster, main roster, like big main roster names going back to NXT like that are probably behind us, at least right now in this iteration. Again, it's all about the new, 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 new stars. Um, not about, you know, kind of rehashing or, or repackaging some of these, uh, already established stars as, as maybe beneficial as I think that could be. Um, I don't see that either, but again, we're sitting here talking about, so it's getting people talking, it's genuine interest. And again, especially on, on tonight's show, you know, at least there's that where, where it's like, you know, not, not so much uh, to really dig into. I mean, beyond maybe the whole, the Halloween Havoc stuff in terms of the, the main event being not good in terms of the storyline there. It was just an uneventful show, really. <laughs> and it, it was, but it definitely did. It did set up uh, Halloween Havoc. So we mentioned the the women's tag title match that had been that had been on the on the card. Now now we know the stipulation. We did get a, a tag title match. MSK will defend against Imperium. Imperium defeated the Creed brothers. The match broke down a bunch of shenanigans. Um, Kushida Ikemajiro came out and everyone was fighting and brawling. And then uh, Imperium got the roll up. This felt like a weird like. Almost like they're treated as baby faces for a second, and then MSK MSK attacked them from behind, and then the fans were chanting "You suck" pretty loudly. And I mean, attacking them from behind is a pretty heel move. And then you know they, they challenged them to a match next week, so that will be another spin the wheel, make the deal um, kind of thing there. So again, we we were talking about it. People seem to be really salivating on, on on MSK pretty rapidly here, and at this point, I feel like yeah, just. Uh, abandon ship like you know get the titles off them figure some like you know go in a different direction and and i don't see them as heels but obviously what, what what's happening they're right gonna now have is, to be oh well, well, yeah because like at some point it's kind of got to roll with it because otherwise if you try and you know cram it down people's throats that's even worse even so worse, yeah yeah so i i feel like yeah for me i i feel like they might lose and then turn heel or I guess alternatively, maybe cheat to win. I don't know, but I, I do think, I think we're we're in the we're we're in the making for a, a title chance there. I mean, Imperium hasn't been booked that strongly, but you know, coming off a win this week, they they've kind of heated up there. So that's probably the way that I'm thinking it's going to go. How about you, John? Uh, you need to get a title off of these guys, and I think they're going to get the titles off of these guys. It, it simply doesn't make sense for them to maintain these titles longer than they already have. They're irrelevant. They haven't done anything to really win fans over when they were kind of hot when they came in because they were like that big free agent name. But now it's like mm, they're like the, the yesterday's news, I guess you would say. And I, especially, I agree. Especially with NXT going in a different direction since they've came. That just doesn't fit them. And it's, it's just, there's something weird. It's like the this you know 2.0 aesthetic, and and it's all like the bright colors. I think it very much kind of, to me kind of vibes with MSK. It seems like they should like be doing well with it, and and with the fans kind of turning on them, it's like something's not working. And it's in a very different way. Like we, for weeks, we're saying like, oh, we don't get hit row. I don't get like why this is like not working, but but it's not. You know, the very like kind of the opposite of that where Hit Row was working and I didn't quite get why this isn't working. I don't quite get why. Like, I, I don't get it. They're very talented. Um, I've listened to interviews that they seem like likable dudes. I just, you know, the fans are not, not with it. I agree that, yeah, they are kind of like that, like yesterday's news kind of thing. Uh, the, the, it's a shame they're, they're so good. And I hope that it's not too late to kind of, you know, salvage this, however it might be. But, um, yeah, I, I I would agree that you know it's time to kind of uh, crack the course, I guess. And I've been saying as soon as they, this food kind of started, I was like, okay, maybe you know I I like Imperium anyway. I think they're kind of overdue to get the titles here, and um, I think they I think they had a brief run. I the the the, the old NXT kind of, it's all kind of a, a distant memory at this point, but I think they got a very brief run at one point. Um, and I, I think that they deserve it here. And I, to me, that sets that sets itself up. They're all about the the tradition of. Uh, 
you know, the, of the mat being sacred and all that stuff. And that's very, they, they literally wear black trunks versus, as, as you can see in our background, uh, if you're watching this, you know, the, the rainbow colors, all this bright stuff here. Uh, with, uh, you know, it, it just makes sense. So I like that. I'm hoping we'll see that next week and, and hopefully they'll figure out how to, again, I guess the best phrase being crash course with, with MSK. I mentioned Kushida a minute ago and we're talking about some of these Halloween Havoc things, but otherwise here, one big thing tonight was some very odd video vignettes where in one Kushida and Ikimanjiro or Jiro were in the bathroom and uh, Jiro <laughs> stumbled onto Kushida going to the bathroom at a urinal and proceeds to strike up a conversation with him about, about fashion. And he says, uh, and they're, they're talking, they're having this like full on conversation in the bathroom. And then, uh, Jiro says it's time to go back to the future. He hands Kushida his his you know classic like vest, and Kushida apparently has superpowers because he he touches his wrist and the lights turn into his like his entrance video colors. I'm like, a this is goofy. B I personally hate talking in the bathroom. It, it drives me nuts. So like I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, ugh, it took me right out of it. Um, I thought that was goofy, and I'll stop there. So there's another one that did uh, break down as well. What did you think about this, John? I, th I thought this was just wacky as all heck. Uh, I did think it was a little cringeworthy, and it didn't make any <laughs> sense. Uh, I, I, I was wondering what this had to do with anything going on in the show, if this was the tease of a potential tag team. Of course, this seems like something NXT would do, because look at each of them and figure out why WWE would want them as a team. It's so obvious, and to me, I mean, it's not right to just put people together based on nationality and things like that, but that's it's what, what they, they love to do. It's it's they they do. love to do that. They think the fans like will just be like, oh, that makes sense, because they're both, <laughs> from, they're both from Asia, so let's put them together. Like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I get it. Uh, at least Kushida would be doing something. At least there would be tag a tag team to do something, but... Uh, the direction is a little questionable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. You know, just to kind of default to that, as you said, a param up based on nationality, like that's pretty questionable to say the least. Um, it's not great. So we had that uh, best case. It sets up a tag team um, questionable as it might be. It's a, at least a tag team that could be good. Kushida and, and Jiro are both very good. So we'll see where it goes. I'm not very confident. I, I'm worried that we'll, it'll turn into some like stereotypical stuff. Uh, kind of a, akin to Tony D'Angelo, but but even worse because it won't really be working. People may not really get behind it. Uh, uh, Brad Nell's asking about the promo with Mandy Brett, and Raquel. I, well, we will get to that, but that was good. Something that was not good. We had another very weird vignette. Kyle Riley is in the woods on a or no, there is I guess outside the woods on a bike. Von Wagner drives with a pickup truck, and he's like, "Oh, what are you what are you doing with a bike? Like, you, what were you going? You don't need you don't need a bike." So they drive <laughs> in, in the woods and proceed to work out with this like tree, this massive tree branch. They're, they're lifting it and pressing it. This is like a, a classic like Rockies montage, I guess, but much less cool. Um, and then they they show like time lapsing. So apparently these guys are out there all day because then the end of the day it's dark, whereas it had been light. And now then they're drinking. And then Kyle's like, yeah, we, we could do a lot of damage together. Oh, boy. Like, what are we doing? Like, Ness is asking, what W2F was that with Kyle? Like, yeah. Like, what? Like, I will say, again, we've been talking about it for weeks. NXT 2.0, it's been good with building his characters. But between the Kushida thing and now this, like, tonight, I was just like, what's going on? What are we doing? I don't even know what to say, honestly, because it didn't really make sense. Just like the other promo, what can you say? <laughs> if these were, I, I mean, better is subjective. If these like were less cringeworthy or less just less weird, I'd be more in favor of them. Of, of again, I've, I've liked seeing the characters get built up. You know who these people are. Uh, it makes it easier to care about them like that. This is very fundamental stuff. Cool. But the, the bathroom scene and the scene in the woods really just weird. <laughs> like It's not a good look. Uh, and of course, now, now people are seeing this and being like, oh, Kyle Riley's got to go to AEW now. <laughs> not hard to disagree. And, you know, don't want to get into the, into the weeds there. I'm not sure what his, what his contract status is, but 
if it works out, if he if he can go, I I can't see him. Especially now we we know Adam Cole and Bobby Fisher there. Not too hard to screw with that. So yeah, and that's just saying weird is a good word for tonight. And yes, and the weird is the theme of the night. Speaking of which, uh, one night after we had Goldberg continue to threaten to kill Bobby Lashley, Tony D'Angelo uh, kind of gave a no answer about his involvement with the disappearance of a producer of the Lashing Out with Last Legend show, where he said, <laughs> forget about it, because he is a living, breathing stereotype. That is that ironically is working. We're talking about this, these weird vignettes with, and they, we mentioned Nico with Kushida and Ikimanjiro, and that's not so great. But for you know, somehow, some way, people are really digging to D'Angelo, and I kind of get it. Like it's funny, but I don't know. Like, uh, but the, if it's working, it's working, and people are getting behind it. And I, I guess I'm, I like this more. I guess than hit row but it's not by much i don't know but uh tony did pick up a win here against i didn't, I didn't catch the guy's name and then he had a promo he had a promo denying his involvement or his uh responsibility for this disappearance uh the guy's name was brian apparently but uh john what are you thinking about the, <laughs> the tony d'angelo experience here um I just think it's ironic that he said the guy's name was Brian and then Brad Columbus says he kidnapped Brian Laundry. Of course, we know Brian Laundry's on being wanted by the FBI right, for right. a massive manhunt. So uh, uh, I'm surprised they haven't played that, but I'm sure they'll stay away from anything legal like that, of course. But uh, this is one of the few things that is surprisingly working for them right now. It, it's, it's over. He's over. Uh, and hey. I think that they could run with this until either it clicks even more and they have actual a legitimate story to give him or it could wear itself out like we've seen so many times before with uh, the retribution angle, the raw underground angle, the uh, fashion files angle, uh, when they repeat things weekly, weekly, weekly with no end goal or no clear direction, it, it, it wears out quickly. Yeah. Um, that that's it. I mean, at the very least, you mentioned or raw uh, underground retribution. The difference here is people have pretty much t- they've taken this very quickly, uh, and that that could wear off uh, if it doesn't go anywhere. But for now, people are liking its delivery and the and the goofiness, and it's just silly and don't know if I could say harmless, but it's fun. You know, you know, if you're not bothered by the stereotypical aspects of it and just kind of the, the caricature. Of the of Tony D'Angelo, I, I, and like it is fine. Like I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to be like harsh or down on it. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. Um, Tony uh, DJ saying Tony's the man, and that's just saying he's ma- he's the man, and he's the mafia. As that's just saying, um, yeah. To me, it's it's fine. Like it's you know again. I guess my yeah. My hope is that, that they will do something with it uh, with the character with some storyline. Somebody maybe somebody that wants to find out what happened to the producer. So I don't know something. Um, but for now it's fine. And, uh, so, you know, again, that's one example of, of the good, maybe, maybe the, the, uh, the better side of, of these characters and, and the storytelling here, rather than some of the other things we saw tonight. DJ's asking if you missed us talking about the bathroom buddies. Yes, we did talk about the bathroom buddies. Uh, long story short, it was weird. I hate conversations in the bathroom and it makes me uncomfortable. And yes, it was very wacky. So didn't really care for that but um something i did care for was a kind of a, a promo video package as nxt does very well hyping up the title match with raquel gonzalez and mandy rose i missed some of this um i was like covering the show and whatnot and writing up articles about the the title match and everything but i overheard bits and pieces and basically raquel had said she's going to prove that mandy rose is not title material um that's all i really got from it john could you kind of break this down because I, I actually missed both of this myself yeah, so basically Raquel uh, was just talking about how Mandy only cares about her appearance and she's all talk and she needs two backup or two side buddies to help her win, which I think is what is, is exactly is what's going to happen. Uh, and then Mandy coming back and saying, you know, uh, Raquel's jealous. The typical thing that you would hear back and forth between these two characters uh, and I do think they set it up nicely for Mandy to probably win next week. Uh, I do think Raquel will probably get a rematch, but I think from here on out, Mandy is going to be shielded by her, her sidekicks. And uh, it's hard for me to believe that 
um, Raquel really holds this title much longer. I think this is kind of the right the right time to switch titles here. Uh, DJ also pointing out the court. Jade had that upset tonight and took an ugly fall as well. Uh, she was helped to the back by officials after. That's all we really know. But uh, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for a little while now. I feel like Mandy Rose is being set up to win here. Uh, and ironically, I mean, she's I've covered two interviews she's done since, um, I think, the 2.0 revamp here. So they're like, you know, getting her out there, trying to like kind of have her uh, in the spotlight here. And that could very well mean nothing. That that you, that does not hold any significance about the booking itself. But, you know, it, it does say that like this is someone that they want to kind of represent the brand and to have to kind of get the word out there. So, um, and just in terms of, in terms of the book, and we have seen like she, she has been standing, uh, standing strong and she has henchwoman uh, in toxic attraction. So, you know, I feel like that is very well, it's obviously possible, but I, that's probably the way I'm leaning here, you know, give her the title. And, you know, at this point that would make sense, give her, and then having uh, um, toxic attraction and uh, interfere, you know, protects Raquel, so that's good. Um, and then kind of moving forward, yeah, you give her a rematch, but then you think about beyond that, I feel like, you know, yeah, we just had the draft and Raquel didn't get drafted, but you look at the SmackDown roster, it's very, very thin with baby faces. So maybe before too long, they might kind of realize that and say, okay, we need somebody. And then you kind of look at who you've got and say, okay, Raquel's a, a good baby face right now and pluck her there and give her a, a very, very like run. And there you go. I think that's something we could see before too long. So, that's probably what I would think about that. And as for Cora Jade, I did like how I didn't love how the okay. I liked the fact this was kind of a um a threaded storyline throughout the night where, where she beat uh Electra Lopez and then Legato attacked uh her boyfriend tree back backstage, but then Brooks and Jensen uh kind of made the save and that's up attacked match. It was very kind of like a coherent thread. I always like that. I'm just it makes sense, it's logical, it's good. Uh but they they literally just set up uh Lopez as this kind of dominant player she beat bfab and they i thought they were kind of trying to set that up then they turned around and granted it was a roll up so that's their way of kind of softening the blow of a loss there which is fine um but no, i guess it's good you got to blow up new stars somehow so that's that's always good to see you know people winning matches that's how you build them up as it matches that matter matches that, you know, if it's a wins and win, it's a pin. That's good. So I don't have too, too much to say about it, you know, because this is only two matches we've seen so far. But again, I guess my more takeaway was, I just like the fact that we did see it have consequences and it just kind of spun throughout the night there. And I like that. So that was good to see. Uh, DJ saying that Elena black, her former name now known as Cora Jade is money. Um, and then likewise, same time saying give Cora a title shot. Maybe a little soon for that, but she did beat Frank, uh, Frankie Monet. So, you know, she's already got two pretty impressive wins here. So that's good. You know, I think that's, that that's worth something. So maybe eventually, uh, again, when I see with 2.0, it's very weird where like, again, the hierarchy is very like chaotic where, where it's like, you don't really know who's the main eventer and, and who's kind of who, where everyone stands. Cause like everybody's kind of in this weird, like, uh, almost on and if not on level ground like not not too far from it so yeah i mean a couple more wins and you set that up as well so and then yeah i, I could easily see her feuding with um with mandy if she does if she wins so this is good this is good uh one thing that we haven't talked about yet that i do want to make sure we spend some time on johnny wrestling is back he opened well he didn't open the show carmelo hayes opened the show after his memorable swerve last week he talked about that he was saying mellow is money i don't miss uh, as you would expect it was good the crowd was behind him they were saying you deserve it, it was good um yeah, and you know, I thought this was fine. Uh, saying he wants to make his title the A title now, and that that's end period. Like he doesn't care if anyone you know agrees or not. Doesn't care if Champa agrees or not. Like he wants his title be to be the title. Cool, good. Every champion should want that. that that's great. Then Johnny Wrestling comes out, Johnny Gargano, and he says, "I lost my way." Literally, I was like, "Yes, you did," because as he said, Candice LeRae is home, uh, pregnant with, with, with child. Uh, Indy Hartwell is married, even though she's do she's still on the show. She's doing her own thing with Persian and whatnot. Uh, and Austin Theory got drafted to the Raw, so by and large, the way is gone. And so he, he has lost his way. I thought that was good. And he said, with that in mind, like I've kind of had to like do some soul searching. He's he has he hasn't been on the show in a couple weeks. I think he was at the wedding and then the honeymoon, of course. Those was that very memorable honeymoon. And I think that was the last time we saw him. That was a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. So you know he's been trying to figure out what's next. And he said, 
What's next is getting back to do what I do best, and that's facing guys like you, Carmel Hayes, in front of all these people, and it's getting back the North American title, the title he's held three times. So can Gargano beat his own record and become a four-time champion? Don't know about that, but this is good. You know, this is definitely. Uh, I was just saying earlier in the show about having Breaker face guy like like Gargano to build him up. Do that with Carmel Hayes. You know, it's it's one of the the faces of NXT versus Carmelo, the new the new generation. This makes sense. This is good. I'm sure the match will be great. I'm th- the soil will be fun. We had a fun moment where Gargano things got a little heated, and then he said, "Oh, there's my son-in-law." And Dex, like they 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 zoomed in on Gargano, and the, the camera just like, kind of like zoomed back out, and Dex was there, like very much like a horror movie in a, a little bit. I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, then they had a brawl. Uh, the, the face the faces cleared the ring. They didn't announce it for next week, but this very much kind of set up a tag team match maybe for the week after that. I like this. I like that Gargano was back. Even he, I mean, he was he didn't leave or he wasn't gone, but he took you know a week or two off. So, um, yeah, I mean, we do know reportedly Gargano's contract expires December third. So, you know, we are kind of on the home stretch here. Before that, I've I've said it before. I really hope Gargano stays. That's what Stephen Chambers is saying. But um, we don't know what's going to happen if this is one of his last things here. Very, very, it's a good thing to get to kind of help uh, establish a guy like Carmelo Hayes. But John, what do you think about Gargano uh, coming back and, and stopping up to Carmelo Hayes like that? Yeah, I think it's good for Carmelo Hayes to possibly get a big win over a legend in NXT like Johnny. I'm happy to see him back. I don't see him recapturing that title anytime soon. Uh, the contract situation, of course, is an interesting aspect to all of this as well, whether he stays or goes. I hope he does stay. I think he will stay also, but. Uh, you never know, uh, but that's a story for another day. As far as right now, uh, this will be a good feud for both, and I think they'll both benefit from it. And I think no matter who wins, I think it's going to be nice, but I don't think Johnny's going to come out on top on this one. Yeah, I would agree. Whether he stays or goes, I think the, the, the intent here seems to be to to elevate Carl Hayes to you know to build him up to to build up his title reign so so that's good and as we were talking about last week you know Swerve hadn't defended the title since he won it so hopefully we'll get a title match soon or whether it's between these two or whatever but um, I think this will be good you know I tweeted about doing the show anytime Gargano's on the show puts a smile, puts a smile on my face because I, I think he's just so good and I, I think you know NXT is better when he's on it so that's very good. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy about that, and I think it'll be good for both guys moving forward here. Speaking of Carmelo, Stephen Chambers saying that uh, Carmelo could, could be getting more gold. Maybe send him after the titles with Trick Williams. Maybe, maybe you know we could, we could see it. I mean, we talked about it, I think last week, week maybe the week before. Uh, they don't have a lot of tag teams really beyond uh, MSK and Imperium. They're bowling up Briggs and Jensen. We'll talk with them in a minute, but I think that, that's at least a possibility and. That'd be one one way to kind of really build uh, come out pretty quickly. So, yeah, not, not a bad idea. There are worse things they could do. They, they could do more of this uh, can they coexist stuff. So, um, two guys that at least they coexisted uh, in in terms of um, they they collectively did the same thing. Briggs and Jensen uh, just got you know destroyed by Legado here. Uh, like I said earlier, they they made the save with uh, Legado beating down Trey Baxter and set up a match. But then backstage, Legado attacked them and and. Uh, attacking from behind and, and set, set up a pretty, you know, tainted win here where, where Legato won um, to help build up Legato, you know, again, as a tag team here. So I thought that was good. Uh, but again, like, not too much to really say about it other than the fact that, again, it's just a nice kind of a through line of like, you know, segment to segment. They're, they're telling this this cohesive story. I like it. And so that's all I can really say about that. You know, it's good to build Legato back up, and you can't have a, a team, anybody, any of these stories win every week. So to have it go down like this where they got attacked from behind, no problem there for, with the loss for Briggs and Jensen. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, all in all, with the, what they did tonight was a pretty good way to build towards not just next week, but I think the future in general in the next couple of months. So I think it's all going to make for interesting TV. But tonight was just like uh, like we said kind of hard to get through yeah and you one, one last thing here to you know one one good thing maybe well maybe a good thing for the future um the joe gacy character continues to be pretty divisive you know some people definitely critical of the fact that he kind of has promos just throwing in a bunch of if not buzzwords just kind of words that are guaranteed to elicit some reaction what he said snowflake and um 
triggered on very much these like um I always mix it generate what Gen Z terms or or whatever, very yeah. much just these modern, like very uh I don't know. Don't uh, just may I'll say controversial or or just I guess I'll leave it at modern terms and that are guaranteed to make people react in, in some way. Uh and you know, having him just kind of throw the words in there it has been a little divisive. But I, I think I said last week, if not like before. There's something compelling about his delivery. Where the, if they kind of really slowly show what they saw, what they had tonight, there's something they could do here. Where it's like um, they could uh, have um, him like have this very like uh, demented character. So I, I like that. And he had uh, he reached out to the glass and uh, touched it, and, and Harland was there, set up an alliance there. But I like that. I thought it was pretty interesting. John, what do you think? Yeah, I thought the fact that he is this big guy that shows up on the show and tries to make a name for himself. and But it's interesting because he is a well-known person already, like we've discussed in, in recent weeks. So I think that plays a role into how they use him because they know that he has some exposure to the public. So it matters somewhat. I thought that was good. Sorry, everyone. That was my fire alarm going off. My my apartment is now on fire. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry about that. Um, boy, good times. So, well, <laughs> the benefits or, or downsides of live recording, folks, but the fire is not here, so the alarm is off. Um, but yeah, I, I I like this. You know, I feel like we'll be. We, well, he mentioned like this this we. He mentioned uh, Gates mentioned this like collective. I feel like we might be in line for a stable. Uh, we didn't see a third member or anything tonight, but I feel like that might be where we're going. Um, so I thought like this, you know, I thought his delivery was interesting. I said it maybe a week or two ago that like, well, this kind of creepy delivery here reminds me of, of the very, uh, the early Bray Wyatt character where it's like the, the cult leader kind of thing. And the, to me, there's something interesting about that. So uh, that was, again, one thing that I kind of saw as a, a redeeming thing tonight of like, okay, like they're, they're, they've got some characters here. Uh, that some good things to look forward to, some silver linings, and that is good. So, uh, with that in mind, here, what Tajani mentioned, it was a little hard to get to the show tonight. With that in mind, uh, what, what would you rate the show, uh, all things considered? Uh, I would probably go with a 6.5 tonight overall. I thought it was a good build, but um, the show just kind of put you to sleep, it wasn't really that good. But you have to look forward to what we got going on next week at the same time. So you really have to at least give it a chance. I but agree. It's hard yeah. to really go much higher than that. Yeah, and we're getting some some rough scores here. DJ with the five point three, he usually rates pretty highly. So definitely that that should tell you like, hey, this is not the best. So uh, DJ with the five point three, Herman with a five. Uh, Stephen Chambers is a six, and Nestor as well as saying that it gets a six, and she's being nice with that. Um, you mentioned a six point five. I don't want to knock the show too, too much for the main event, but my gosh, that just really, uh, and no, like knowing that, that was coming and then having to like deal with it. And then, then they had, um, I think they had at least one backstage uh, segment to hype it up. Like just didn't really just did not do it for me. So I'll try to not ding it too much for that. You know, there were things that I did like, and it was a fairly good build for Halloween Havoc next week. I'll go for a 6.2. I thought, you know, we had some good things here. Gargano returning. Some of these characters, things were good. Some of the vignettes we talked about, not so much. Not a fan of bathroom conversations, but um, 6.2. And the hope that next week will, will be a good show. I, I'm, I am a, an absolute sucker for Halloween-themed shows. I think they're always so, just a lot of fun. Chucky's going to be there. Um, the my expectations are low, but I think it'll just be cool to see him on the show. Um, so that, I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, and I mean, obviously, always it feels like every day the talk of the day is about the ratings, and you know, Tuesday is Raw ratings day. So DJ's asking, uh, what do you guys think about Raw getting their lowest viewer? It was the the lowest demographic rating um, on record since the show. Uh, really debuted and at the very least at first it said lowest since 2014 and then turned out to be the lowest on uh, on record so it's weird that the rate the viewership went up but the demo went down you don't see that a lot i mean at least at least so drastically so that was interesting to me and we had one one joking comment earlier where it's like they wonder why the ratings go down like that more of this chemical exist stuff more of this dq finish stuff ruining a good match uh, with the main event there more of just 
not good stuff. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, the last night wasn't a good show. Um, so yeah, we, we, we say all the time, like NXT's viewership isn't always great. If you put on a good show, you got to believe in that. And eventually the viewers will probably come around. Granted, right now it's sports season, Monday night, Raw face football. Now we've got, you know, basketball and just John mentioned in, in hockey and all those other things. Um, you know, I don't know. And of course, we didn't mention a lot last night, but with Rampage uh, beating SmackDown in the in the demographic on Friday, and at least in, in some measures, that's another thing as well. So it's an interesting time. It's a controversial time. It's a um, maybe a maybe a divisive time. You know, people get it's a definitely a heated topic. Uh, it's our job to, to kind of cover it and talk about it and whatnot. But um, for Raw, you know, it's no secret it hasn't been great. Um, I, even with Biggie winning the title, even with some of the things they are doing well, some of the, the foundational things there are still very not good. Like, I, I know it's a very basic way to say it, but like when you've got Kenny who exists through three weeks in a row and just some of these same old tropes, it's not surprising. And until they really fix it, it's not going to get better. That's it. Pretty, pretty much, absolutely that. I mean, not really a whole much else to say other than uh, at some point you quit saying "I'll give it a chance" and then you uh, just stop watching. Yeah, and <laughs> for better or worse, we're gonna be watching every week. That's what we do. So we'll be here, uh, whether the show's good, bad, or in between. Whether it's um, can the coexist or actually good content we will be here to talk about it so John we'll, you and I will be back here to talk about Halloween Havoc next week uh, on Tuesday we're here for the Raw show on Monday Monday uh, for on Monday night Robert D. Fleece and I will be here on Friday to talk about Smackdown otherwise we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys I recently interviewed Fillmore Ring of Honor World Champion Jay Lethal Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Marina Shafir former WWE star now uh, doing Bloodsport on Friday for JCW. Um, all these, all these more Dominic D'Angelo interviewed Crowbar. He's got a Mick Foley interview going up tomorrow. That's definitely something to look forward to as well. All these things and more always available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So remember, remember, no matter what, no matter if it's yet again, more of this Ken the Coexist stuff, if it's, uh, if it's a weird vignette with talking in the bathroom and a guy with onset superpowers, Whatever it might be, even if, uh, and as, as we always say, even uh, even beyond some of those specifics, whatever brand you like, whatever company you follow, whatever wrestling you, you do like, seek it out, watch it, and do the one thing we do here above all others. And John, can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>